Welcome everyone. I am so happy to be here on the inaugural episode of Geeks of the Roundtable, a podcast that I just created with one of my very best friends on this YouTube platform. He's not only one of my best friends, he's my co-host on this new endeavor we're taking. My name is Ren Geekness, for those who don't know me, and please allow me to introduce you, my co-host, Mr. Zach Pope. How are you doing, Zach? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm so happy. We keep talking about doing collabs, and this is the, the best, best way that we could possibly do it. Do it. Talking movies, movies, having, having some fun, maybe having have people, people join us here and there, there but we, we are the Geeks of the Round Table, and it's, it's kind of just perfect in all that nature. nature. Uh, you, you are, are Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. Maybe yeah, I'm a little Ray, and it's all good in that nature. We don't have lightsabers yet, but we will. No, I don't have any lightsabers here, but they have an awesome lightsaber from Kylo Ren on sale right now, and I'm just waiting for some money to come my way to buy it. Yeah, you need it in your background, man. All I see is Avenger yeah. stuff. Your name, your name yeah. Ren. Yeah. Well, I, I have some Dragon Ball stuff, let's be fair. <laughs> I have Ultra oh, Instinct Goku and Super Saiyan 4, even though nobody likes That's that fair. one except me. <laughs> yeah, you are the only one. Uh, but this is going to be fun, and I'm happy that we can finally do this, and uh, whoever we get to bring in, in general, just for people who are wondering, well, what's this podcast going to be about? Well, each week we're going to take movie topics, and well, we're hoping each week, if not, we're at least shooting for twice a month to get this podcast up and running, but uh, pretty much we're going to go over movie news, talk movies, and... Just, just give, give you guys, you guys our opinions, opinions and thoughts, thoughts but what we want to do each week is also have fun. Also have fun. Um, the last um, segment the last during segment each during podcast will be a little bit of fun. fun. It'll, It'll be a game, and I'll, I'll do a little, little bit of a tease for this podcast. podcast. Um, we, we both, both have, have very different opinions on the Invisible Man, so we will be arguing about the Invisible Man at the end of this. So in general, it'll just be fun little things, and Ren, if I missed anything, please correct me or throw something else out that I missed. No, I think you hit the nail on the head. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to have guests and have some fun with our guests, pit our guests against each other uh, yes. at some points. And we're also going to be talk about going to talk about movie news a lot. And I think this is a great week to start because we kind of have multiple huge pieces of news to talk about, yeah. Zach. Um, There's a I, lot. I think we should start with a big one that you suggested just yesterday. I don't know. It's about this this little indie film called Star Wars, and they're doing something non-movie related about it. What are they doing? So they're doing this high order. They there's this rumored Project Luminous for so long, and now we're getting this new iteration of books, and I think comics as well. If I'm not wrong, I think books and comics is what they're throwing out there. Now here's the thing: when it comes to Star Wars, and it comes to the books and the comics. I'm not, I'm not like, like I, haven't I haven't read all of them. I've, I've read, read maybe two books out of this new canon. canon. I've, I've read, read a lot of the EU, but I've definitely like only read two. I've still versed in it. Like I'll look up like what happens, so I can figure it out. And then the comic books, though, I will say, I think um, the one that's really grabbed my attention is the Kylo Ren one recently. That that one's great. If you haven't read that, I haven't read them all yet. But I've read the issues that I have read. They're like, like fantastic. fantastic um i'm, I'm really, really into, into them, them and i i, I wish i wish they were kind of just animated, animated series or live, or live action, action to be completely honest, honest but i'm the thing that, that worries me with high order, order or the, the high republic, republic is is this, this their, their version, version of old republic and then, and then also, also i want to throw out there is well okay this is successful as kathleen kennedy and them just gonna be like hey that that was a really successful book let's make that into a movie or let's make that into a show it's like just make a fucking movie, movie. You, you know, know like, like uh, so, so I, you know, you know I'm, I'm kind of just, just I'm, I'm so, so iffy, iffy now, now like, like 
Star Wars at this point is kind of starting to become the DC universe, like where they have no structure, they don't know where they're doing. They're going to announce something and then it's not going to happen, or it does happen, and it's like four thousand years later, you know. You know, you know, I'll, I'll say, say the TV, TV side, I think, has, has their, their shit down. Well, well kind of, I, I guess, guess never mind. Obi Wan stuff's, stuff's going, going on right now. now. We, I, I mean, they're, they're saying it's still happening. happening. I, I, I really got to see. Like, like, I don't. At this point, I've gotten to the point where if I don't see it filming, like, there's no set photos, there's no nothing. I don't believe that that's happening until those set photos come out, or until there's confirmation that hey, we are making this movie or this TV show. So, I think there's a lot of good possibilities with it. But, but I'm not, I'm not the biggest the big... fan of these books and series. I think it is an awesome time period. And I will throw out that the, the concept art looks a lot like the Clone Wars animation from um, Travinsky or Trowski. Uh, if anyone uh, remembers that, like 2003 Clone Wars War show, show on Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. The guy, the guy Samurai made Samurai Jack. Jack. Yeah, I have um, several schools of thoughts when it comes to this one. So the most simple one, the plain one, is High Order, series of books and comics spending 200 years before the Skywalker saga. I am very excited because I have read most of the books. I'm kind of delayed on one or two. Uh, I read all of the comics, but I'm also kind of delayed on those ones. I haven't read everything up to date, but I've also read a couple of the Kylo Ren issues, and it's great. really They're fucking amazing. awesome. Uh, if I should recommend a book to you, Zach, do read Lords of the Sith. It's one of the first... It's one of the first books. <laughs> it's one of the first books that came out to me. It's still the best one. Um, I, I think I, I the think two I've read is that, read one, is that and one and the Fallen Stars. Fallen Stars. Oh, so um, by Claudia Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I like the other name. Yeah, but it's something with stars, and I really yeah, like that is. one. I thought that one was really well done. That that's also one of my favorites. Probably my my second favorite. And Tarkin mm -hmm. is also up there. But so I am very excited about this this new addition to the Skywalker to the Sky to the Star Wars franchise. And I really like how they promoted it. There's this big writer's room. Everyone sits it is down really on the cool. table. I will say that. They, I love how they, they have a plan. And on one end, I'm really happy. And I was like, Oh shit, they're doing this for all the books and the comics. Why the fuck don't do, don't they do that with the movies? I mean, yeah. Yeah. why not? It's a great, it's a great time period. I, I mean, you may have discussed it when we talked about Attack of the Clones like two, three years ago. Is that hey, this movie sucks, but it's so cool seeing all the Jedi together. And I, I I've been doing. I know you and me have been doing reviews on Clone Wars uh, separately on each of our channels, but um, I love the Clone Wars era. I think that is the coolest era of Star Wars and canon right now. Now, now when they finally throw Old Republic or this High Republic, whatever it might be. It might be the next coolest, but I think Clone Wars is the coolest aspect, and especially when you watch the Clone Wars show, it really shows that, like, this show's great. Like, it has some of the best lightsaber battles, it has some of the best emotional arcs throughout the whole entire show. That new episode has one of the best moments between Padme and Anakin. Yes. Ever. Ever. Ten seconds, they made you care more than the entire prequel trilogy about their relationship. Literally, I was I like... Was like God, God, now I'm gonna go watch a render the Sith. My heart's gonna be broken now because of that one scene. <laughs> but um, it, it's just but, um, I, it's just I, I've told you, I'm just tired of structure. Tired like, structure. announce something, announce something do, it. do it. If it doesn't go, doesn't well, go well, go to the next, go to the next point. point. It's, it's, you know, you it's, know it's, it's such, such a, a fucking, fucking mess. mess. <laughs> yeah, but I feel the um, 
when it comes to Kathleen Kennedy, I wanted to reserve what I want to talk about with her for another topic that we'll be yeah, discussing yeah. later in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Another th- another thing that's running around my head when it comes to, to this High Republic is you mentioned Kathleen Kennedy maybe picking up one of these books or comics and adapting them. The problem is, and I think that's why they haven't adapted any of the books and comics that they've created for canon now, is because since all of them are canon, they could never adapt them. They can never take anything out or change any minimal aspect of it because you're changing history. That's canon. Um, So I guess you are right in that, that, and I see what you mean. mean. Let me step back. back. I I think... think I'm worried, I'm worried that she's, she's going to go into High Republic, Republic and be like, be like oh, oh, I really, I really like, like this, this art. Let's, let's finish, finish it, in it in a movie. Let's, okay. let's finish it in a show. show. Where, in, where fact, in fact, I would rather, rather them just let the books do High Republic. You know, let the books do that. And then why don't you do Old Republic? Why don't you have these EU novels that, you know, some are garbage. Some are fucking terrible. But there are great ones. Why don't, Why don't you do, you one, do one, of one of those? Like, like we've, we've seen, seen what Dave Filoni did with Thrawn. With Thrawn. He, took he took Thrawn from, from the EU and, EU and put him in Rebels. Rebels. While, While I might, I might have, have liked him better in the, in the novels, novels, I think I, I like the time, time period they had him established more. more. I loved what they did with him in Rebels. So I just I just there are certain things that I just like. I wish I could be behind the scenes and just be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm like, watch what you guys are doing. Because it just feels like they have a plan. And they did have a plan. For a while, they had exactly what they were going to do. And then, and then they're, they're just, like, just changed, like changed it all up. And, and, you know, you know and then we talk about trilogy, how obviously it was obviously not planned, it was not at, planned all. at all. There's, There's no, no way in hell that whole thing, thing was planned. planned. And we look and at we it and like, we're like, the potential. It's all there. And there's the argument that none of these Star Wars trilogies have been planned except the prequel trilogy, which is the messiest of them all, you know, but... Um, um, it, it's, it, just it's just weird. weird. I, I'm, I'm excited for what this could be, but I need to just, 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 just I want to know, know what's going on with these movies and TV shows. shows point. Point. I'm, tired I'm tired of rumors. rumors I'm tired of all, of all this stuff. Just be transparent with us. You know, you know, it's, it's. It's so, it's so stupid. stupid. I, I think I, I when, when you, you like, especially the Obi Wan series, like they say, like it's delayed a couple months, but a couple months can turn into years. Years can turn into forever. So. So. But but have you heard that supposedly the delaying quote unquote of the Obi Wan show? It's because they they looked at it and they thought it would be even better as a movie. That's the rumor. I don't know. So, so, see, I haven't, see, heard, I haven't that. heard that. The, the thing, thing I, heard I heard was that, was that it, was it was too similar to Mandalorian. To they change. They, they want to change the story. The story. Because, because apparently, apparently the story, the story is him watching, watching Luke, Luke and protecting, and protecting him. him. Like like. Okay. Yeah. Which, Which I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how that's similar that. to to Mandalorian. I just, I think, I think I it's because the Baby Yoda thing. thing. I, I mean, I'm, I don't but he's care. watching it from a distance. I mean, yeah, he's not carrying I him around. I, I really don't want to see Luke on this show. I mean, neither do I. Neither do I. Maybe a wide shot and we see him running in in the distance. But I hey, really let me go don't pick up want... some power converters. Exactly, and that's it. There's the only thing about Luke that we see. All right, so overall we are fearful, but we are excited about High Order. I think yeah. that's that's the gist of it. All right, our second topic, and it's one that's very close to our, our hearts, once again, much like Star Wars, yeah. but very different, and it's about that little guy just over your right shoulder, the Batsuit. It has been revealed. Ooh, yeah, dude. 
What do we think? So I did a trailer reaction to this thing, and I've, I'm on record that this is my most anticipated film for the next two years. Like, if I could only see one movie for the next two years, it would be this Batman movie, which is insane because Spider-Man 3 also comes out that same year, and I love Far From Home. Is it the same weekend? It's like the same month or something, right? I think it's the week before or the week after, but it's they're like insane. in the same month. Yeah. Next, okay. First off, next year's insane for how many comic book films we're getting. Yeah. Suicide Squad, Batman, Thor, Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange. That's already six. Then you don't include the Disney Plus shows that are rumored to be next year, which is Moon Knight, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and I. Oh, and what if? And what if? Yeah. So that's eleven right there. And then, and then that doesn't count in the DC shows that we're probably going to get just, next year. Also, Doom Patrol, yeah, year, Titans, Doom Patrol, you know. Titans, you know. Th- that's already a lot, that's you know. Lot, next year yeah. is literally the biggest, biggest year for comic book films, films that we've ever had. had. The, the most, most ever. ever. And that's what and we, that's know, what we right know right now. Plus, we don't Plus, know because there's also there's what also a rumored what, a rumor Sony, Sony movie coming movie that year, too, that could be a Craven film. So it's like, you know, that's a big year for movies. It is a but huge I, year. If I could if I only see only one film that year, it would be Batman. Batman. And, and, you know, you know I, I was very... When when Ben Affleck ben left, left, I was left, very disheartened. I'm on record, on record as well saying that he's, he's my favorite Batman. Batman. I'm not I'm saying the movie's is my favorite. I'm yeah, saying I'm he's saying my he's favorite portrayal of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Then, you know, I hear Matt Reeves is directing it. Okay. Love Matt Reeves. What's he going to do with it? Start hearing his concepts. Robert Pattinson gets in. And, and I, I screamed. screamed. I, I literally, literally screamed. screamed. I'm, I'm one of his, one of his biggest, biggest supporters, supporters right now. Right now. And, and I think he has the jawline. He has the thing. Have you seen the pictures of him recently? He is, he is built, built now. He is jacked. He like, is People huge. are like, that guy's so skinny. He is like the perfect iteration of Batman in his second or year one. Because he's he's like not gigantic, but he's built. Um, yeah. And then you and get then Paul you get Dano as the Riddler. Yes. So he Kravitz is Catwoman. Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell as the Penguin. Penguin. Which I actually think is better than Jonah Hill, to be honest. I like Me that too. more than Jonah Hill. Which I, I wouldn't have mind Jonah Hill, but I think I would have rather liked Jonah Hill as the Riddler. But I'm I'm fine with Paul Dano. I think Paul Dano is an even better casting. Yeah. And, and you know the you rest know of the, the cast is great. You have Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. You have freaking... Um, Circus, circus as alfred yes. you know so then i'm so sitting then here i'm like i need to see this fucking bat suit bat suit trailer reaction bat suit trailer comes out and i'm just like first off michael giacchino's score yes best part about that whole thing best part about the whole thing the suit though it looks handmade and i love it like it looks so gritty i will say though I've heard I've rumors heard that there's going to be two, two suits, suits in the movie. In the that's that's going to be the main, the main, the main one, one, and then by, and then by the, middle the middle to the end of the, the film, he actually yeah, gets a better, better one, one, which I'll be, which fine, I'll be with. fine with. I wouldn't um, be surprised. I love the suit, though, and I know some people were shitting on the set photos. you got to understand CGI is the biggest thing. A lot of that, like... They're going to morph a lot of that shit, shit, you know? And yeah. some of that could be for protection for the stuntman, too, of how the suit looks, you know? There's a lot of different things, but I love the suit. I love, love, love the suit. A little disappointing in the color design. Um, I thought we were going to... I was hoping to go a little bit different in that. Um, Again, the set photos, I I don't want to just go off those. It looks like it's just black and gray again. I was really hoping for blue and black. I was really hoping they were going to go for that. But the thing I'm really hoping is that we get the white eyes. I'm really yes. hoping we get the white eyes, and I think Matt Reeves is going to do it. I think this is probably going to be the most comic-accurate Batman, Batman movie we've gotten, gotten yet. yet. 
and I and also I think it's going to be the best Batman film yet. So I, I love I, it, man. I mean, I'm a little bit biased when it comes to this, just because I love Pattinson. I will defend this dude to the death. I will defend this dude to the death. I love that suit. Um, but I love that really curious to hear your thoughts. Oh, I, I'm I'm with you. I love the fucking suit. The camera test yeah, just yeah. blew me away. I was lying in bed ready to go to sleep before Valentine's Day. And then suddenly yeah, Mary Reeves, yeah. hey, yo, here's the bat suit. And I just fucking exploded. Dude, it, it was I amazing. On Twitter, this, it felt like yeah. no one was talking about it. Like, I, I, got I know. work, and it was like an hour after it released, I'm like, how is no one talking that the suit yeah. came out? And but yeah. I loved it. I, I love, love the reveal, love and the I think yeah. you mean again that score. That score, oh, that score is so good. It's, it's like a uh, like, uh, Darth Vader's thing. Darth Vader's thing. It's really it's like really like Darth. It I didn't notice the similarities. I I noticed like there's darkness in that dun, song. It's dun, somber dun, and whatnot. Dun. But I really didn't hear the Imperial March, as a lot of people were saying. But uh, you touched on it. The set photos. Um, there's a lot of touch-ups that they're going to do, and clearly that's a stunt double. That's not yeah, Robert yeah. Pattinson. No, so no. you know there aren't going to be any close-up shots of that dude. The real mask, the real cowl, they're going to leave for Robert Pattinson for when they capture the close-up shots yeah. in those racing sequences. Yeah. And I like the I like the ears. Some people thought the ears were a little I like the ears, too. I like the ears. I like the ears. Um, curious on the cape. Obviously, the cape's going to be CGI, so I'm curious yeah. on that. I'm just, dude, I'm so freaking excited about this. So I do want to throw a theory out to you, and I want to know what your theory is. So I've talked about this with some of my friends in Arizona. So do you think... Walking Phoenix's Phoenix's Joker shows up at all. all. Since it does does take place in Arkham, Arkham, and it takes Mm -hmm. place in the 90s, which is around 10 years years after after Joker takes place. place. Now, I'm I'm in the mind, I don't don't think it will. will. My friend posed me, he said, dude, the movie just made a billion dollars. They'd be insane to not try and get Phoenix at all tied into Batman. At all. So do you think there's any chance, any chance of seeing... Walking Phoenix, Phoenix is jo- even, even if it's a cameo, cameo. even if it's even a cameo, cameo. I, I, think I think we're going to see, see almost every single one of his big villains in here. I think he, I there's going to be some where he goes to Arkham, Arkham and we're going to see, like, see like everyone, everyone hints, hints to everyone. everyone. Okay. I, I'm going to go with my usual wager, uh-huh. and uh-huh. that is, I bet you my left nut, he is not showing up. Not Joaquin Phoenix. Not at all. Not Joaquin. So do you think we get a Joker too then? I, that that's very different because of course they want to make it. It made a billion dollars. I don't, I don't think they should. should. I don't think they should either. And I'm not even the biggest fan of that movie. But that yeah, aside, same, same. I, I I dude, I will say this: his performance is incredible. The movie is literally taxi driver and comedy. Thank you. There we go. Literally, like the movie's good. The movie's good. But if you take Walking Phoenix out, I think that movie loses a lot of credibility. It loses almost all, all credibility. Yeah, it's yeah. so derivative of everything mm-hmm. else. Now, now, given maybe you get another actor in there and he blows it out of the park. Yes, yes. you know I mean, what I mean. Sure, but it, but it the whole the movie relies on his performance. On his performance. Mm-hmm. So, so I agree. But that's, but that's why I'm why saying I'm like, like I, just I just have a have feeling. feeling there's, there's some way they can get Phoenix to do Batman. I mean, I don't want to lose my left nut over this, but I really don't believe they will. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think, think they're trying, trying, or at least thinking, at least about, thinking it. about it. Uh, I don't know, because Matt Reeves seems so 
adamant on making it so separate of mm-hmm. everything else. See, and that, and I think, and I think everything's, everything's going to stay, stay separate until that until Flash, that flash movie. movie. Everything's, everything's going to stay separate until we see that Flash movie, which is going to be Flashpoint, which I think is fucking stupid. So you believe? So you believe the Flash movie is happening? Yes. Yes. I think. I I actually. I wasn't, I wasn't confident, confident until, until I started, I started seeing, seeing more reports coming out about it. About it. Um, mm. There are a couple, are a couple like, like Twitter, Twitter pages, pages that if you, that follow, if you follow, like they're, they're like eighty-five to ninety percent right, like every like single time they leak something, something okay. which, is, which is I don't know, I don't know how the fuck they're even out there still, but because like they like they so Reverse Flash is supposed to be the villain, which I love, I think that's perfect. Really curious, I want Dexter C Hall or Michael C Hall from Dexter to be Reverse Flash. I think he'd be so perfect. Or Matthew McConaughey. Yes, one would play that role. So good. I think Matthew McConaughey. Or you know what? Then this is an out there pick. But he's younger. He could play the character for a longer period of the time. Not that much younger, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what's his name? Hoyt Hoyt Holbrook is that his name? The guy oh, from Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's got, he, would he would be really, really good. good. He's got that um, certain twang still. Mm-hmm. And the only and the only, and the only reason, reason though I'm worried that they're gonna go with a bigger actor for him though is because Edward Ezra Miller isn't the biggest star yet. So they're gonna to capitalize on star power. They're gonna probably get a bigger villain or like a bigger. That's the only reason. I like Hoyt. I like Hoyt a lot more than I thought I would. Um. So, but I. So they're gonna do a Flashpoint movie. They're gonna do a Flashpoint movie. It's inevitable because Warner Brothers eventually is gonna wanna do another Justice League. Another Justice League. they'd be dumb not to. They'd be dumb. So I think this after so Flashpoint movie is going to kind of bring everything back together. So they're going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths in the CW, but now with Flashpoints. Pretty much. Okay, I guess. It, I, I, I ju- I'm just doubtful because I haven't heard anything at all, personally, ever since they announced Andy Muschietti as the director. Mm-hmm. I was like, which oh, I love. cool. I, that's, yes. my that's my favorite director they've gotten they've yet, gotten. which I like Rick, which I like Rick um, but mm-hmm. I don't... I don't for where they're going, where they're with, the going DCU, with the DCU, I feel like Andy, like Andy kind of fits the vision more than Rick, more than Rick would. Yes, it fit. But we've also have had bigger exposure to Andy Muschietti. Yeah, that's, but yeah, that's true. I think Rick is doing fine. He kind of just mm-hmm. directed an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's yeah. doing pretty yeah. okay. You know who I you know what who I, movie I wish Andy Muschietti was, was directing instead? I wish he was doing I wish a Martian, Martian Manhunter Man one. Because I think, oh, I think yeah. his core creative vision in a Martian Manhunter would, Man so would be so cool. So cool. So I, I don't know if I don't know though if making a a Martian Manhunter movie would be. I don't know. I want to say inviting to to a lot of people because he's, he's not the most famous character. I know him. No. You know him. I'm sure, but. A lot of other people just oh, it's this green guy with a cape. You know what? You know? And I and, and I, I think, and that, I think too. that too. And, and I'm, I'm talking, talking way down the road. I'm talking that's yeah. like that shit. That's, that's what they what need they to do. They need to build up these bigger fucking characters and then do it. But I think we're all the thing. We're both very excited for the Batman. So so that's my question. If you could only see one comic book film next year, what would it be? Oh, it's Batman. It would be Batman over anything else. No Thor. No Spider Man. No. Because Spider-Man, Spider-Man Sp- you, know you know what? I get I in between. between. Because my next, my next one, one, my next pick would either be Spider-Man or Doctor Strange. Oh, my Just next because... pick. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of divided because Doctor Fucking Strange, and I love the first Doctor Strange. Well, same. But now that now Sam Raimi's on it, that's yes. why I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. Spider-Man, Spider-Man three though. 
the only reason the only I'm reason like I'm, I'm so excited, excited about it is because, because of how two, how two ended. ended. But I already but feel I like they're gonna, they're gonna solve what how two ended, ended pretty fast in the beginning of it, and then kind of get into what the story is actually gonna be. That's my only worry for Spider-Man Three is that they're not gonna really play around with like. Everyone knows he's Spider-Man now. I actually think it's going to be a big part of the story, to be honest. I hope so. I really hope so. I still have a feeling She-Hulk's going to be in there. I think she, oh. I think they're going to do the lawyer aspect. I think they're going to do the lawyer aspect. And so you're going. So you're going with She-Hulk, not Matt Murdock. I would do Matt Murdock, but I think when I was because I was doing research, me and my friend got really into this because I said, dude, I would rather want Daredevil and Charlie Cox to come back and yeah. I still believe he's going to come back as Daredevil. Uh, one way, I, shape, or form. form. I think they're I think gonna they're get gonna him get back. back. I think they're gonna have him, and I think we're gonna get a birth and all as Punisher. Punisher. Not, Not in those iterations. I, I'm think I'm talking like a different kind of multiverse type thing. Yes. Where same actors, same thing, just different. Not tied into that at all. I mean, I I wish I could be with you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, but. But I, I just don't see it no, happening. The reason I think they're going to go She-Hulk, though, is because from what I was reading, the contract to use Daredevil, they cannot touch Daredevil until the end of 2021. Mm, okay. So that's my only thing is like, okay, they have what's going to be cost-effective here? Yeah. We already have She-Hulk movie getting planned. It's going to be easier just to do the She-Hulk and bring her in, you know? So, And I'm not saying she's going to be a major part. I think she'll be semi-major semi major. um if anything, if anything maybe because i'm not i'm not really versed with she hulk is she a is lawyer, she a lawyer before, before she, be, she becomes she become she hulk, hulk or no, or no. Do you know <sighs> you know i mean it depends on the version because you on because they on could the, technically have, have the actress, actress play, play the lawyer yes. and yes. then and and, and then, then she hulk could take place afterwards yeah and she's not a lawyer because she she she's she hulk but there's a lot of there's a lot of different origins. So depending on the origin that you go with, she was either a lawyer before she became She-Hulk, or she just eventually became a lawyer and she was just taking her degree while she became She-Hulk. Okay. You know? Yeah, but I think it'd be cool whatever. to have like whoever they get. Dude, I saw a fan casting for it though. I don't know. Have you ever watched the show Shameless? Uh, the American version, no. But uh, if you're oh, talking about okay. Amy Rossum, I know who she is. Yeah. She's I would my... love for her to play She-Hulk, dude. She's pretty cool. For... I would like for her to play her. She is in my most hated film of all time, but... What film? Oh, she's in, um... Yeah, she's Bulma. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. <laughs> oh god. That movie's terrible, dude. It's, like, for my least hated film, it's either that or Avatar. The last answer. Uh, but Avatar is so... Is so devoid of any energy. But you know what's funny? Avatar, like, you can tell that, like... M Knight's like I love Avatar. <laughs> yes, Dragon Ball. You, you just Dragon know Ball. they didn't care. Dragon Ball's like we're gonna make this terrible American live action version, dude. I I'm telling you, like this Cowboy Bebop thing they're making for Netflix. I'm so nervous about, but at the same time, I'm really excited. Same with One Piece that they now announced. I'm nervous but excited. I mean, I'm very excited about Cowboy Bebop. One Piece, I've never cared for, so I have no dog in that fight. Dude, I love One Piece. I love. Given though I'm not caught up, I think that show should have ended years ago. <laughs> okay, so, you like, gotta watch My Hero Academia. You gotta I watch. I told you, that dude. Show. I told you. I want to watch that show so bad. I'm still trying to finish Shippuden. That's one of the greatest shows you're gonna ever watch. Yeah. Is it your favorite? Anna is like top three of anime of all time for you. My yeah. Hero? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Fate Stay Night Unlimited, Blade Works, Dragon Ball, and then My Hero Academia. Okay. Because, like, for me... 
And that's only because My Hero Academia isn't finished yet. Who knows? Okay. At the end Where of it, it how I'll feel See, about it. See, like, my favorite's still Naruto. I love, like, I fucking love Naruto. Naruto's and awesome. Then, and then Dragon Ball. I mean, if I'm going nostalgia, Dragon Ball wins every single time. <laughs> but, and then my third favorite is, honestly, Zatch Bell, dude. I love Zatch Bell so I much. Or Death never Note. Seen or Death Note. Oh, it's, it's, dude, Death Note's. But I've never seen Zatch Bell. Yeah, neither have I. We're getting off topic though. Let's yes, get to the next very DC much thing. Let's, let's address this other thing for DC: Suicide Squad rap production. Um, and it comes out the same year as Batman. I think it take, I think it comes play, comes out after Batman. Um, it does. I'm ex- so. What are your thoughts on this? Are you excited for this James Gunn R-rated Suicide Squad? Do you even think it's still gonna be rated R after the Birds of Prey thing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be rated R. I think I think James Gunn would have been free to discuss at least his hope of being rated R because he either made a very rated R movie or it didn't because it's James Gunn, mm-hmm. you know? Well, from what I understand, they said they wrote the script to be rated R. So, I mean, but, you know, Warner Brothers could go and be like, you gotta... You gotta change some of that now. But I think they promised a lot to James Gunn, and mm-hmm. he's probably going to stick around because at the time they got him, everyone wanted to get him. Yes. If they got him, it means they got him. Well, and they pretty much gave him a choice. What do yes. you want to do? What yes. do you want to do? And they offered them Superman before mm-hmm. asking that. I don't know if I would have wanted him to do Superman, to be honest. I think Suicide Squad is right up his alley. Yeah. But I would have picked Superman to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I would love for him to do a Justice League movie eventually, though. I think he would be really good at Justice League. Or, like, a Justice League Dark. I'm going to one-up you on that. I'm going to say he's a better fit for Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. He should so, totally do Justice League Dark. Yeah. But Suicide Squad rap production, and I'm... So, I, I didn't like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you and me are both in the same camp. Um, oh, I think there are, are good elements to it. But it's it's just feels rushed, and I don't even blame David Ayer. I think that movie was just completely rushed. Yeah, they got this him. One, they got him to work on it very rushed. They gave him like what was it weeks to write a screenplay? Yeah, it takes yeah. eight to nine months to write a screenplay. Yeah, yeah. So Suicide Squad. Obviously, there's not much to talk about it. Um, we know who's cast. We don't know who they're playing. Pretty much, we know James Gunn is directing it. We think it's going to be rated R. Hoping it's still going to be rated R. I, There's I a Portuguese ask... actress in it. Mm-hmm. There is a Portuguese <laughs> actress in it. Do you, I want to ask you? Obviously, this is a very short segment. What do you? What's your hope for this movie? Like two, oh, I, two, maybe a hope and a theory that you want from this movie. A theory. Okay, I hope this is going to be very vague. It's going to feel like a cheat, but I hope it's good. I hope. We all do. Yeah, I hope it's just good. Don't, I'm not even asking for great. I'm not asking for amazing. Did you did you like Birds of Prey? Did you did you like Birds of Prey a lot? I didn't like Birds of Prey, but I, I thought it was okay. I didn't. Okay. I don't. See, I don't I think it's Suicide it. Squad. See, I loved it. I loved it. But I can get people saying they didn't love it. Like I can understand why. Um. So yeah, but go on, my friend. So I hope it's good. I don't ask for great or amazing. I hope it's good. I hope they only worry about their movie and nothing else and knowing james gunn i'm pretty sure you will only worry about his film as far as the theory goes i don't know i expect harley to escape 
even though she's already escaped, as we've seen in Birds of Prey. I don't know, it's very vague, because we know so little information about it, it's tough to to create any theory of sorts, mm-hmm. for me personally. Do you, do you think this takes place after Birds of Prey, or how do you yes. think they're going to frame that? I do? think it's ha- after Birds of Prey. Okay, so here's my other thing for you. Here's my theory. Obviously, a majority of the original cast is coming back. Rick Flagg, Captain Boomerang, um, I think are the main two that we know, other than Harley Quinn. Um, I think they're the only two that are confirmed. We got No Killer Croc. Uh, we know Deadshot is not coming in, which I, I, st- I think we're going to get an end credit scene with Will Smith's Deadshot. Okay. I think we are going to get that. Um, but I'm also kind of sad we're not getting Katana back. I loved Katana. I thought she was really, really? cool in the first one. Yeah, I mean, this is Katana! But I liked her. I liked her. I liked Katana as a character, so... I like I like the actress a lot. I didn't care for the character, but I like the actress and what she brought to it. So let me say this: I guarantee, because you've seen that cast. That's a big cast. And have you seen some of the set photos of them in their stupid outfits? I saw one or two, but I I didn't want to see it. You know. Oh, okay. They're for people making fun of Batman. They need to go look at those set photos because those outfits look stupid as shit. My theory is they kill off a majority of the cast on the first mission because they're the Suicide Squad. And I think a majority of the cast will be part of that original. I think Rick Flagg dies. I think Captain Boomerang dies. I think Harley Quinn's obviously going to live. But I think the actual cast here will most likely be um, John Cena, which I really don't want him in it, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) Harley Quinn, Idris Elba, and then I think... Okay, okay. Nathan, I think he dies. I think he dies early. Uh, my but heart. I think David David Dushmalt. David Dushmalt. I don't know his name. He's from Blade Runner. Oh, I, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's from Ant Man. Uh, obviously Michael Rooker's gonna live. <laughs> yes, he, he'll be in it for a while. Uh, the rat. There's a Hispanic lady. I think she might be the Portuguese actor. She is uh, Daniel, okay, yeah. Daniela Melchior. Yes, and then I think there's obviously going to be a heavy CGI character, which I'm praying to God it's King Shark. I'm praying to God oh, it's King yes. Shark. It, it might not be, but I'm, I'm really um, hoping it's King Shark. Uh, isn't uh, Pete Davidson from SNL in it? I think he dies in the beginning. Oh, okay. I don't I don't think... Oh, and Taika, Taika's also in it, too. So I think oh, Taika's yeah. playing... I, I have a feeling Taika's playing King Shark, to be honest. Oh, wow. Hi, my name I, is that, King Shark. So yeah, because I I just pulled up IMDb. So Harley Quinn, obviously going to live. Idris Elba, John Cena is playing Peacemaker. He lives. Viola Davis, we already know. David Deschmalt is playing Polka Dot Man. Uh, (laughs) Daniela Melchior is playing Ratcatcher. Steven Egg is playing King Shark. And it looks like, uh, yeah. So I think that's going to be the main crew. All right. And then the rest die. <laughs> I don't want so, Captain so. Boomerang to die, man. Neither do I, but I I just have a feeling like that's what they're going to do. Okay. That's a good theory. I I can't say you're wrong. I would I would be I would I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Mhm. I'd be like, yeah. "Oh, same here. Same. They did it." Yeah. Speaking of shocking, um you want to you want to talk about something shocking that happened this week? Let's talk about something shocking that happened this week, Zach. Um, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. 
he left. Um, he's gone. Um, how do you feel about this? I... Look, I can't say I like it. I mean, Indy is Spielberg. Spielberg is Indy. Um, they go back and forth. They're forever tied to each other, especially with the last quote-unquote movie, especially the one with Harrison Ford, his swan song. It should be the guy that directed all of the other movies. However, yeah. if on one hand you raise me a Spielberg leaving, but on the other you raise me a Mangold to replace him, you raise my eyebrow, sir. You raise my eyebrow, because there aren't many arguments that I can tell you to for Mangold to not direct any movie, much less an indie movie. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. So when I saw Steven Spielberg was gone, I went, oh. I'm like, I love indie. Raiders of the Lost Ark is my third favorite film of all time. Then I see Mangold's coming in. And I saw some people who had hot takes. They're like, oh, he's just going to make a Logan. I don't think he'll make a Logan film out of this. I don't I think don't so. Think I think either. the guy can do anything. The guy can do anything. He's done 310 to Yuma. He's done Ford. He's done Walk the Line. He's done Logan. He can do whatever. He, he can do a lot. I think he's going to make another Indiana Jones adventure. You know, I, I really think that and it'll be the final one for Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Do you think Indy dies at the end? No. Okay. I think he... So, personally, this is how I wish they were doing this Indiana Jones remake, and I know they're not or not remake. I wish what they would do in the same way that I wish they would have done Solo. Harrison Ford is telling a story to grandchild whatever that way you don't have to have mutt but you can say that mutt had grandchildren and he's telling a story of him as indiana jones and it flashes back and it's a younger actor playing indy that's what i wish they would have been doing and i wish they would have done that in solo i think it would have worked 100 could you imagine him and chewy telling a young kylo ren a story and then it pans back to them in solo that would have been so much better so i wish they were doing that for indy obviously we still don't know the story but I have a feeling they're going to bring back Short Round. Um, oh. Which, to be honest, I choose my least favorite one. I besides, Well, besides besides Kingdom of the Crystal okay. Skull. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of shocked for a second. Yeah. Like, I like two, but I love one and three so much that, like, two is just, like, when it comes to that show. I don't... Here's the thing. I don't hate four either. Four is whatever. It's, I, mean, it's, it's I don't hate it either. Movie. It's just an adventure movie with Shia LaBeouf and Harrison Ford. You know, I here's two things. One, I expect them to do a fake death, and then you see in the haha, I fooled them that I died, and then he rides off into the sunset again, much like he did in the Last yeah. Crusade, but this time alone. And second, and and this one's not necessarily tied on to Indy Five, but how I would approach the Indiana Jones franchise from now on without Harrison Ford, I would just do it like the Bond movies do it. And that's what I was about to say. Yep. It's a new actor, and that's it. Accept it. Deal with it. And I think that's the perfect way to approach it. I And you know what? I think you're right. I think Indy is Bond. Like, the, what what Bond does for spy films, Indy does for adventure films. Like, like exactly. That's exactly. So, but this is what's the problem with so many things, is that people get so up in arms, like, about that. So, I do have a question. Who would you want to play Indiana Jones? <sighs> right now? Uh, okay. Right now, who's a good... 
Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one, because off the top of my head, a, a young actor right now, young enough at least to play the role for a while. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a guy, he's not that young anymore, but he's a guy that was in a movie that I loved, I thought he always had potential, and he still has enough time to fulfill that potential, and everyone is going to hate this. You probably are going to hate this. Taylor Kitsch. I don't hate it. I don't agree with you, but I don't hate <laughs> it. Um, no, personally, you know who I would pick? I would pick Bradley Cooper. I loved when it was rumored that he was going to pick up the role, and then it obviously never went anywhere, but I love the thought of Bradley Cooper having the hat and the whip. I think he fits. Um, a lot of people were saying Chris Pratt. No, I don't want Chris Pratt in that role at all. I, I also I, like him, though. I like him too. I don't like if they if if tomorrow was announced that he's playing uh, Indiana Jones, I wouldn't be like, oh my god. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be like over the moon excited. Um, another one that people are gonna hate, Taron Egerton, or maybe not hate. I don't I, hate I loved, that. I would think. Taron I don't. I, I really. He like was that. supposed to play Solo. He was the runner up to Alden. And honestly, I'll even say this: I don't think Alden would be bad either. I I really don't. Obviously, they'll never pick Alden because he was already Solo. I don't think he would be bad. In the role of uh, Indy. I do think he's a bad choice only because he already played another yeah, Harrison yeah. Ford character. And that's why I didn't want to say him, but I, I do want to put that out there. I think it, I would have rather him play a young Indy than a young Solo. Okay. So but that's my thing. So obviously we were talking about Kathleen Kennedy earlier. So do we think this is a part of her? Or do we think it's just Spielberg saying I, I'm i not in... I, I think it's Spielberg. I, I, I think it's Spielberg think it's too. a Spielberg thing. I don't think it's a Kathleen Kennedy thing. I think he's more interested in doing other stuff than Indy 5. That's like really West, it. Like the West Side Story. But he's already shot that, so it's not that either. It's just mm -hmm. other films like Lincoln or Bridge of Spies. He's well, more interested and that's what in that. Say, I think Ready Player One was the last film we'll ever get from him that's like that level. Yes. I don't think we'll get another one like that, which makes me sad. But I've been saying this. If they were to do a Ready Player One sequel, I would want Robert Zemeckis to do it. I would want these these directors back in the day who made these big classic films to do those. And then if you were to do a third Ready Player One, I would grab... um, Man, I mean, Scorsese would be cool. But, <laughs> do it. but It's um, not set I mean, up. I would just grab one of them. You know, but I would love Robert Zemeckis in that role. I'm actually going to one up you. Uh, if they were to do a second Ready Player One, Ready Player One, I would actually go with an animation director, a Pete mm -hmm. Doctor or a Brad Bird. Ooh, there's a I lot like of the Brad Bird. Yeah, and I like the Pete Doctor. Um, but yeah, I like those choices. So, someone else also left Disney this week. <laughs> oh, this. Do you this want to talk about hurt. this one, Ren? Okay, I'm going to introduce this one. So. The amazing, the fantastic, the iconic, I think we not, can now call him, because he's going down in history, that's for sure. Bob Iger has left his position as CEO of Disney, and he's announced Bob Chapek, Chapek, I don't know how to pronounce it, as his successor. Bob Iger was responsible for the acquisition of Pixar, the acquisition of Lucasfilm, the acquisition of Marvel, the creation and launch of Disney Plus, and of course, did I say the acquisition of Fox? No, I didn't. The acquisition of Fox, and any one of those alone would be enough to send someone to the Hall of Fame as a CEO. But Bob Iger did it all. I think he's been 
Second to Walt only, and no one else, he's been the greatest asset to this company in history. Of 100%, course, yep. we're more connected to movies than anything else, but he's also done a lot for other sides of the company, I'm sure. But I, I was shocked, because he's not young, but he's not old, old, or at least he doesn't look it. So I was really shocked and kind of sad that he's going to leave. His, his mandate, though, only ends on the 31st of December of uh, 2021. So for now, he's, he's, he's still he's the boss. He's still the most powerful yeah, man in the world. Yeah, nothing big's going to happen yet. Nothing big's going to happen over the next year and a half, year and a half though, now. Like, I, I, a lot of this is going to be him transferring. Like, these are what I wanted to do. Do you like that this other guy's taking place, though? I don't know him, so it, it would be unfair for me to say whether I do like him or whether I dislike him. I really don't know. I know he's the head of the parks, and that's just what I've read, but I, I literally never heard of that guy in my life, and no offense, but it would be unfair of me, knowing so little about him, to either say that I like him or I don't. What, what do you think? So, he's a part of, he's a, in charge of the parks. And I love the Disney parks. I, I, I've said it on my channel. If I wasn't doing movie reviews, I would do full-on Disney park stuff, which I still plan on doing. Once I graduate college, that's actually, like, the next thing I want to iterate into my channel is, like, Disney park stuff. Um, or video games. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two is going to happen once I graduate college. So, the thing with it, though, is... I love all the ideas they have for the parks, but it always feels like they don't go forward with them. They're doing them in steps, and I hate that. Like, Star Wars Land was in steps. Like, I went during Phase 1, and now they're in Phase 2, and I think that's stupid. Why not just do it all at the same time? If the whole park isn't done, don't show it to people. That's what they're doing with this new Marvel Land, is their big Avengers ride isn't opening until either the end of this year or next year. But they're going to open the park during the summer. I'm like, that's stupid. That's so dumb. Wait till it's all done and then let people go into the park and experience it as its full thing. Their thing is like Star Wars Land. They said that like droids, aliens were going to walk around. I'll tell you this. All I've seen is stormtroopers walk around I've ne and Chewbacca. Like I've never, never seen aliens or anything. And it, it kind of just disappoints me in that part. Um, but maybe that's something they do later down the road. So I don't have much to think of him. I really don't think this guy has much to bring now. I mean, Bob Iger's done everything. All he has to do is continue what Bob Iger was doing. And that's all we can kind of hope for. Yeah, I agree. So, so it's more it's more a discussion on, on how sad we are about Bob Iger leaving because he's the man. He is the man. All right, really? before we get to our two biggest topics, um, I think we need to just address this topic that neither of us are happy about very quickly. And the, the, the headline for this topic is the universe hates us because there's a new movie coming from the author of Fifty Shades of Grey. And the plot line is the following, a rich English... Uh, aristocrat falls in love with his Armenian Armenian maid, and if that sounds familiar, it's because it is exactly the same plotline as Fifty Shades of Grey. What do you think, Zach? When Fifty, <laughs> for anyone who watches Jeremy John's reviews, that last Fifty Shades movie. Did you watch his review for that one? 
I, I watched it as it came out. I I, I think it's I know the silly where you're going, string. But I don't He's doing all the okay, the celebration, yeah. and I'm just like, exactly how I feel. Exactly how I, I, I feel. I did. I did an intro like that. We gotta as take well. that back now. I celebrated that it was over. It's it's terrible. I I get why these made so much money, but they're not good. No, they are not. You know what I'll say though. I would say this, if they happen to, I'm trying to throw this, I mean, you know what, for all I know, she's like, you know what, I need to make this the best I possibly can. That, that could honestly happen. That could really happen. But I'm going to tell you, it probably ain't going to happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just hope the sex scenes are better. And that's why, that's where I'll leave it at. Yeah, I think we've given it uh, enough attention for today. Now, let's talk about movies, specifically, finally. Zach, I watched a movie a couple hours ago. A movie you saw last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Saw last week. This is a very anticipated movie. We both were big, very, 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 very hyped for this. I saw Onward, and this will be spoiler-free for anyone because it hasn't come out yet. Uh, it comes out this next week. Uh... What are your general thoughts on the latest Pixar offering? Mm -hmm. So, I wasn't excited about this when they announced it. I said, a suburban fantasy? Eh, I'll pass. Then I saw the trailer and I said, that's cool. Once I saw the father element inside this film, that's when I went, that's Pixar. That's what I want, and let me get into this. And watching the movie, I cried, I teared up handful of times i laughed really hard honestly my one issue with the movie is, is i wish it was longer i think it could have been maybe almost 25 to 30 minutes longer and i think it would have made the experience the adventure just a tad bit paced better which would have made it even more emotional but besides that i think it's one of the best pixar films and i saw it i think you said last week i might have seen it in a week and a, i don't really remember i i saw it let me look at the dates. <laughs> I don't really remember <laughs> when I saw this movie. Uh, I did. Yes, I saw it last last Tuesday, and I was just totally blown away by it. I really, it. I, I was doing my Pixar ranking because I'm gonna film a Pixar ranking video this week, but it's top ten, um, right below Finding Nemo, and Coco is right underneath it. Now again, could switch around on rewatches. Coco could go back up again. Um, this could go back down. This could go way more up. But as of right now, it's top. It's number ten. It's I loved it. I love, love, loved it. Like you, I was hesitant when I heard the description, and it's not one of the big Pixar directors. It's a new guy, Dan Scanlon. Scanlon, I think that's his name. Yeah, he did Monsters University. Okay, he did Monsters. A movie I like, but it's not one of the Underrated. best. Yeah, but it's not one of the best Pixar offerings either. When I saw the trailer for this film, I was like. Oh, okay. And fantasy is my thing. I love this idea of a quote-unquote normal world, but there's elves and dragons and unicorns and ogres and whatnot living in it. And dirty and dirty unicorns. Maybe we say yes, dirty, dirty, trashy unicorns. unicorns. Yes. But I didn't love the trailer either. So I went into this. I love Pixar, though. I went into this. I wanted it to love it. I ended up really loving this film. Like you, I teared up 
a handful of times. I could name them, but I'm not because they involve spoilers. Yeah, we talked about them, though. We talked about them. <laughs> Chris Pratt and Tom Holland have the most amazing chemistry in yeah. this film. I don't know if they were in the same room recording together. I have no idea. Usually actors, when they make these movies, they aren't. So I'm just going to bet they weren't. But you could swear they were. The beats that this story goes through with these characters, to me, proves why Pixar, in general, in their movies, are such genius. It's because they end up telling you a story that's not really about that thing that you think it's about. That's how I'll leave it. My issues, I think, pacing-wise, it misses a couple of times, especially in the middle portion of the film. And there's an obstacle in the third act that I thought it was... I won't say unnecessary, because it needed to be there to keep certain characters separate. But I think it was too much, that that um, that obstacle. And however mm -hmm. much... Are you, are you saying cheesy? Are you saying, like, cheesy? No, no, I'm not saying cheesy, because... Dude, I... I fucking love it. I laughed my ass off when it happened. I, I love what the thing is. And I love... Uh, I can't say this. <laughs> I was going to say something that I can. Um, mm -hmm. But I wish it was more of a threat throughout the film. Mm -hmm. You know about it. But you don't really know how it's going to manifest itself. Yeah. Let me, let me throw this other thing out. The thing I loved about the movie is that while you can... It feels predictable as you're telling the story... It's not because you don't know where they're going next because this isn't a world that you've played around in yet. And you talking about Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, I want to throw this to you because pretty much this discussion stems is onward one of the best Pixar films yet. And I would say yes. I would say absolutely. And that's, I mean, when you look at their film, they have 12 masterpieces probably. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like 12 of their films are masterpieces. Uh, all the Toy Stories I think are perfect. Except um, four. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll fucking argue that till the end of days. That is the second best Toy Story film. <laughs> <sighs> Move on. What's the other masterpiece? Uh, Incredibles 1. Incredibles 1. Okay. Monsters, Inc. Yes. Inside Out. Yes. I think Inside Out's perfect. Uh, Finding Nemo. Really? I, I, I love Finding Nemo. Don't get me wrong. I love Finding Nemo. I think it is not quite a masterpiece I, I actually prefer onward easily to it okay okay uh onward get up there for me to be honest on a couple of watches um i'll throw in uh coco i think is near perfect i think coco is near perfect coco is a masterpiece for me ratatouille is perfect i think ratatouille, ratatouille is, perfect. is amazing ratatouille is underrated it's the most underrated pixar movie yes. um wally is a masterpiece. I think Wally's near. It's it's almost there for me. You know, oh, what movie I think's it, overrated for Pixar, and everyone's gonna hate me. I think Up's overrated. Ah, my heart. But ah, the first eight minutes is perfection, and then the rest of it's just good. Ah, that's how I feel about it. Damn. But I'll say this, Ren. I haven't watched Up in probably like oh, five okay. eight years. So I I'm gonna probably because the 4Ks come out this week. I might pick up that one for sure. And same with Bugs Life's 4K finally comes out, so I want to rewatch those because it's been a while, but I, I mean, Pixar's just so good, man, and I, I I thought Onward was fantastic. I'm glad that we feel the same on Onward, pretty much, because this next film we're going to talk about, we do not feel the same about. <laughs> I don't know if we're that different, though. 
But do introduce the topic before we, we start right. arguing. Okay, so the next topic is a film that came out this past weekend, because I don't know when this podcast is going to go up necessarily, but it just came out, and it's called The Invisible Man. I Are we going to talk spoilers? Oh, we can. Let's okay, just so let's, warn let's, the people. Let's, yeah. We are going to talk spoilers. So, yeah, so we're going to talk spoilers for Invisible Man. If you haven't seen it or you just don't fucking care at all for spoilers... Um, so if you don't care about spoilers, keep watching. If you do care for spoilers and you haven't seen it yet, click away for right now. This is probably going to be the end of the segment. We just want to thank you so much for watching the first episode of Geeks of the Roundtable. And, of course, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button to Ren, of course, because Ren's a fantastic person. And if you want to check this out on audio only, head over to the Good Boys uh, podcast stream on Spotify or iTunes. You can find this over there as well as further episodes, too. Um, anything else you want to add in there, Ren? No, I think you you got it. Spotify for audio only, YouTube channel for for video episodes on my channel, yeah. and then you'll also upload uh, certain segments from each episode yeah. on your channel. Yeah. So let me throw this out. Okay, spoilers now. I love the fucking suit. I love how he was invisible. I thought that was the coolest fucking part. I saw that, and I think that's where everyone differentiates. I think literally every review I read, that's where it kind of fell for people. You either dug the suit or you didn't, or you didn't like how he was invisible. I thought the suit was really stupid. He is not an invisible man because it's a fucking stupid suit. The suit doesn't make sense. Uh, it wouldn't be invisible. <laughs> but that's also really the the most, the smallest of my issues with the film, really. But like, and that's what I said. Every person I've talked to, you either run with it or you don't. Like, that. that's any... I, I mean, I saw your tweet and that was the thing. I'm like, fuck him. Fuck you. This is the best movie of fucking 2020 so far. Besides, like, one other film. Like, this is personally my favorite, but I still think there's one other better film I saw at Sundance that is still the best film of the year, which is uh, Nine Days. Um, I thought that film was perfect. But, or Minari. Minari is pretty fucking good, too. But the thing with this film is... Okay, so first off, let's just talk about the suit. It seems like that's the big... <laughs> that seems to be the okay. big portion okay. that you and me are very different on. So, but it's really the smallest movie, of my issues. It's not even the biggest yeah, issue I have yeah. the film, you know. I think oh, it's so going, you have a bigger goes, issue. I have bigger issues because the fact that it is a suit creates bigger issues around it. Okay. So, let me say that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a couple of things. So, first off, did you like the trailers for this movie? Uh, I only, you know, I only watched first trailers yeah, and that's it. And I, yeah. I, I thought the yeah. first trailer showed too much. And I, I feel that same way even after watching the film. But I liked it. Yeah, so, I liked it. I'm the opposite. So I love the first trailer. It actually got me excited for this film because I love Upgrade. I love Upgrade. I think Upgrade Lee Winnell is, is great. great. I can't wait to see his remake of Escape from New York. I think. Yeah, New York. Escape from New York. So I was really excited to see what he could do with the Invisible Man. And then I saw that first trailer and I saw the concept they were going for. And I said, that's perfect. That's fucking perfect. So I actually feel the opposite. I feel like they didn't show a lot. I felt okay. like they showed in. I showed, I felt like they showed enough, but didn't go the full mile. Cause if you really think about it, a lot of the scare, like a lot of the suspense in the trailers isn't in the movie. Like the handprint on the shower isn't in the movie. Um, there's a couple other sequences in there, which I, thinking about those sequences, it's good they didn't, because in the trailer, you think he's invisible. You don't know about the suit. Yeah. Now, if I knew about the suit, that handprint makes zero sense in the movie. Exactly. The And this is my only thing that I had an issue with the suit. Why Why did you see his breath? That's the only thing exactly. I, had, I thought about. If it's a suit, you shouldn't have been able to see the breathing, or you would have been able to see it throughout the whole entire movie. 
also touching on 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 phones also on touch fa- screens yeah. Don't, yeah. doesn't make sense because if you have those gloves on, it won't recognize you. Mm-hmm. Now, given high tech suit, I guess I could kind of forgive that. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll give you that one. Let's talk about the moment where, at that point, I didn't even understand that it was a suit, and that's the point where she's in the attic and she throws a can of paint at him. And I thought, uh-huh. why the fuck does he look like a golf ball? And then he runs away, <laughs> and then you see Which, that he... Okay, dude, I love that sequence, though. That whole sequence I love that in sequence that house too. is fantastic. The sequence I love. It's, it's up until we actually discover that it is a suit. I personally didn't understand that it was a suit. I didn't know why the fuck he looked like that. But up until the point where she stabs him when she's in the hospice and you see that it is a suit, up until mm-hmm. that point, I love the movie. I love it. I still have minor issues, but I love it. But now let's talk about that part where she throws a can of paint at him and he goes to clean himself up. Number one, you had a lot of fucking paint. Even if you were the invisible yeah. man, yeah. that paint does, doesn't just go off like that. But you put on top of that that you're wearing a suit that makes you invisible. That paint definitely doesn't go off that easily. And where's where's the water droplets around you? And mm-hmm. there was so much more paint on top of you. Number two, you know, so the suit is covered in cameras everywhere. But there are these small portions of, of the suit that are not cameras. That wouldn't disappear, logically. I'm no optics expert, but I tell you, that would not disappear. Number three... So- Okay, go on. <laughs> let me go. let me throw in real fast. So, okay. to to so the paint stuff, I'll give you that. Like, you know, I even thought the same thing. I'm like, God, he got clean real fucking fast. Um, uh, this just a I quick think question. I was so did you into under- the moment though. Did you understand I, I was that it so was in- a suit? Oh, cool. Did you understand that it was a suit when she threw the paint at him? No, dude. Okay, so here's the thing. In that sequence, the thing this movie does so well is the camera. The camera is such a character of the movie and the way he's able to sway it around. Um, And my favorite thing is like when she's in a room, the camera will pan, even though she's gone from the scene, it'll still feel like someone's there. And I loved how it followed that. So the thing I love about this movie is so when I watch a horror film, if I'm really into it, I'm sitting in the corner with kind of my eyes closed a little bit, but I still want to see what's happening, but I'm also scared. I'm stupid for doing that because you can't see anything in this movie. It's all fucking, <laughs> it's all sounds. So the one moment I happen to be like, oh, I'm fine. She throws the paint and I screamed. I jumped. <laughs> so then I closed my eyes again. So I didn't see the golf ball type stuff. Okay. I didn't see that. So I I blinked because it's a blink and you miss it type thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a blink yeah. and you it miss is. it. So then when I went back and watched the trailer, I don't was that in the first trailer? I I think it's in one of the trailers. I think there's a moment where she throws the paint, but I I'm not quite sure if you see the okay because whatever trailer shows it, you do see the shapes. It does look like a golf ball. It just still does look like a golf ball. Um, so which is just confusing. So, yeah. So, here's the thing. With the optics cameras, there is, like, theories on this that, like, to the human eye, if you were to able to adjust certain sequences, you could, like... Obviously, they didn't go into the scientific mumbo-jumbo. That's kind of just the way that I've looked into it, that to the eye, someone could become invisible... So that's how I kind of looked at it with the cameras and stuff. I love the design of the suit, though. I loved how the suit looked. While you can take apart... Because I'm going to say five things. I agree with you with the paint. All right? 
I don't understand how he got everywhere super fast. Yes. There's like a teleportation um, device he has. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that part. He got stabbed, and then when he went to the um, Storm Reed's house and Aldous Hodge's house, they didn't... I, You know, he wasn't phasing in and out anymore. thought that was a little bit weird. And these are all thoughts that I had after I saw the movie. Um, even before I did my review, I still... But these inconsistencies didn't bother me as much because I was so into the movie that I just forgot about them. And then the last thing is the phone. Um, oh, yeah. How did he get... You know, because in the trailers, you see him taking a pictures of them. Yeah. And then she wakes up and the camera's there. And obviously, they took that scene out. They took a couple different scenes out, which I thought logic reasons were smart. It kind of already got rid of some of the logic. The other thing that was a little bit is the ending of the film when she slits his throat. And yes. even when he slits the girl's throat, there are cameras everywhere. There's cameras exactly. everywhere in every building. So that's the only thing. It's kind of, I didn't think about it during the movie, but you think about it later down the road. And so I will give like all those inconsistencies a little bit out there, but I think every single movie has inconsistencies. It just depends how you are in for the ride and how much it bothers you. And it, it seems like those things stuck out to you more than it did for me per se. Um, which that happens. It's, that's what a movie's about. So I guess this isn't really much an argument when I understand what you're saying. Yes. And I think you kind of understand where I'm coming from that. I was so into it that all these things I didn't even think about, like, yeah, but, I, but I do want to talk. I do want to talk to you about the ending and why it bothered me so much now that I can talk freely about it. But yes, the restaurant scene, it doesn't make sense, especially because the film focuses a lot on security cameras and what security cameras are catching. And not only did that restaurant apparently not have one single security camera, why did she grab the knife? Because I, it was so fast, and maybe I need to watch it again to capture it and understand it. But he's, I love that moment, though. I he, love that moment. Me too. I was really shocked. And th so he slits the sister's throat, and then what does he do? Does he throw the knife into her hand and she just grabs it? Why does she grab it? I really didn't understand that that aspect of the scene of the, the moment, even though I love the. So moment. the way that I saw that moment. Mm -hmm. So the way that I saw that moment, and again, I need to see it again. He slit her throat, and then she was in sudden shock. Her hand was open, and it looked like he put the knife there and then closed her hand. Okay, that could be... So that's what it looked like for me. Again, on camera, though... I mean, honestly, cameras in stores and restaurants are not the best. That That's just the truth. I work in retail. The cameras there are not the fucking best. Um, you can tell... You can see someone's face, but like when you zoom in, like tiny details like that have lag. So I, I get that. Same thing with, like, I mean, now this invisible suit's out there. Like, she slit her husband's throat at, right at the end. Like, would they not think that she did it? You exactly. know? Obviously, they don't know about the other suit. But, you know, like... So, I liked all that parts. It also kind of leaves it open for a sequel, which I know they're doing this more rebooted Dark Universe, more straightforward horror take, which I like way more. I love this movie, and this is my favorite film of 2020 so far. But for me, I don't want to see her again. What am I going to see her? Dress up in the suit and kill abusive husbands? 
That's yeah, not a movie. Exactly. That, that's that's not. A, I mean, you can make it into a slasher movie, but it's not a movie. It wouldn't have suspense to it because I would be cheering for her to kill them. There would be no suspense in any of those moments. So, I don't know exactly what they're gonna do. You know, I, you know, maybe they do try to go to that mummy route down the road, which, I mean, Fast and Furious did it. <laughs> Started sure. very small, and now, it, so you know, they could do it. I just don't care for it if that makes sense so but i like the modern take on the invisible man and i'm curious to see it made me start thinking of like what modern takes will they start doing with the other characters like um dracula or frankenstein or wolfman and even uh, my favorite creature from black lagoon that i'm really excited to see what they can do with those um i think moss is incredible in the movie though I, she she's is perfect she's perfect 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 in this movie and yeah, i agree with that i'm Lee Winnell just is a master with the camera already. Like the camera work, the sound design, it's incredible. So I think besides, I think when it comes to the Invisible Man, it's really going to come down to if those inconsistencies really bother you or if they don't. Um, and that's that's really all it comes down to. Some elements are a little bit predictable too. Um, I can get, I can say that with the brother being a part of it, I knew, I knew that was going to be a thing. I, I don't know. I'm. I think they bothered me more as a whole because the ending works so bad for me. Because she makes him slit his throat, but as it's cut, he cuts his throat. He's still falling and he's still alive. And then she walks out of the bathroom already out of the suit. And I'm like, oh shit! There's a third person, and they're going That's to reveal themselves. And then no third person exists. And so I was just mm -hmm. confused at the end. And so the mm -hmm. other inconsistencies and logical problems, such as you mentioned it, the suit glitching very conveniently, um, and all of those started to mount up on each other, and I just couldn't that get them out of my head. That action scene was cool, though. In the, yes, in the, it was. And they're in that hallway, like when they're all coming in, they're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I agree. Um, it was really good. It was really good camera work in that moment. Kind of reminded me of Upgrade, how, how he filmed all those. So, no, and I can get what you mean. Um... We don't know how fast it is to take off that suit and put it back oh, on. Oh, it can't be fast. It can't be fast. It can't be fast. But logically, I have to think, okay, maybe it's a little bit easier. Especially if she's wearing a dress underneath it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the first act is still the strongest of that movie. Yes, I agree. And then I think the rest of the movie is still great. I I mean, for me, I, I I still think the movie's perfect. Like, I know there's inconsistencies. I know there's issues with it, but I feel like every movie has an inconsistency. There's, I don't, no movie is perfect. That that I can say a movie's perfect, but I there are still issues with every movie I've ever seen. Um, even my favorite movie, Wolf of Wall Street, I could pick certain things out of it. Same with Toy Story. I fucking will defend Toy Story for the rest of my life. Even Toy Story 4, you and me just said, there are things in there that I will clearly say are an issue with the movie. Um, biggest thing being Buzz. I love Buzz Lightyear, but that, I mean, that's still my biggest issue with the movie. Um, but you know, I, I think Invisible Man's a great movie. I think it's probably my favorite film of 2020 so far. Probably will stay in my top 10 for quite a bit, but the thing I'm going to throw out there right now is, um, this film, I think on rewatches is really going to be shown to see if it's one of my favorite horror films of all time. One of my favorite suspenseful films of all time, because it takes a lot for me to get on the edge of my seat for that long. And this movie did it so well, but it's going to, it's going to depend on how I watch it at home. If I watch it at home, it's the same feeling then awesome. But a movie that I don't think is as great as a watch at home. That's also super suspenseful in the theater was a quiet place. I think a quiet place is still a really good movie, but at home I it just, I didn't love it as much as when I watched it in the theaters.
So. Okay, that's fair. I, I watched it once with my, to show my parents the film, and um, to me, it really held up. Really? See, my parents didn't like the movie at all. <gasps> no. They thought it was so boring. They thought it was so boring. And I was like, I hate you. All right, so I think we covered it all. I think we talk about everything we need to talk about. Zach, let mm -hmm. the people know where they can find you online. Well, you guys can find me, of course, at Zach Pope on YouTube. You just type in Zach Pope. You'll find me over there, guys. This has been a great roundtable, the first roundtable for the new Geeks of the Roundtable. This is a great. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be doing this again. Um, as we start to funnel out this podcast, we'll kind of understand where the scheduling is coming. So do work with us. Um, let us know what you guys want to see in here. Let us know what guests you want to see on here as well. We already have a couple that we know we want to grab for sure, but it's going to be fun. And I'm just excited to talk with Ren every single week or day or month or whatever we plan on doing this, whenever we can fit it in our schedules. But we do plan on at least doing two a month. That, that That's for sure. We, you will get two a month, but it's going to be a fun. Uh, thank you, Ren, for always having me. And I'm glad you came up with this concept so we can just be geeks together. The pleasure is all mine. Talk to you is always a pleasure. And going into this realm of podcasting is an exciting new adventure for me. And thank you for being on here. Thank you, everyone who is watching this or listening to this. Um, this is, I'm super excited to be making this show uh, with Zach and talking movies every week or whatever we can fit it, fit it in. Uh, thank you once more for watching. You guys can find me everywhere on social media at Ren Geekness, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and facebook and of course we'll be back very soon with another episode as zach mentioned let us know the guests you want to see what you want us to talk about and let us know what you thought of all these topics and this episode in the comments below once more thank you so much and as i always say until the next one love each other and love the movies mm -hmm.